Hey, I'm starting it. And by it, I mean the podcast. And by I, I mean me, Paul Goody. How's it going? Joining with Computer Audio. And now it's time for Ben to be here. Hey, Ben. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. First things first. The 3rd or the 19th, or sorry, the um, March 5th 5th or the 19th, which do you prefer? I would prefer the 19th because I can be there the entire time. That's what I was thinking too. And then I I thought for a second that, well, maybe Ben wants a reason to to not be there. (laughs) You know, so I didn't want to push it too hard, but... No, it's the reason it's been so... uh, The reason it's getting pushed out so far is because I have weekend commitments basically through all of February and March, but I have the 19th off. Oh, there you go. That's why. Let's do the 19th then. Tell everybody else they can suck it. I think I can say that, right? That's not a that's not a problem. Sure, you can say it. I'm I'm allowing them to. I'm I'm inviting them to hey, this is something you can do. It seems nice. I like I like that you have your uh your uh dungeon master background going. Yeah, that was an accident, but here we are, and I'm just gonna stick with it. Here's something I've been doing uh, that I find fun. I've been moving my hair around the headphones so that I have floppy Paul hair. It's been working out pretty well. Now, Ben, let me ask you a question. Yes. Uh, Had my TikTok gone viral before our last recording? Yeah, we basically spent the entire show talking about it. Okay. So I've got over a million views now, almost two million. And we're going to spend the entire show today talking about it, too. And I'm not going to talk about it any more <laughs> than that. Um, so how are things in Seattle right now? What's, what's going on snow-wise? Is there any? There's no snow. It's cold. Uh, often on rain. Um, but the, uh, I have a friend who's actually a family member who leans, who doesn't live in Seattle, but leans very rightward. Mm-hmm. They live, uh, they live east of the mountains, which is where all the uh, Republicans live in the state. Yes. And posted a video of a, of a, uh, a city uh, near the capital of Washington State, mm-hmm. driving down a road, and there's just RVs parked along the road. It's like all these all these houseless people are camping out on the side of this road, and it looked like it was a road in the middle of nowhere, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. like in the middle of downtown. It was just this back road that people just decided to you know congregate. And um, the guy taking the video was like, look at this mess. This is Biden's America, people. And I'm like, I don't think these people are homeless because of President Biden. And it's been, it just kind of frustrates me that that's, that's one of the talking points of Republicans is they, uh, you know, they spend four years destroying everything. And then when a Democrat gets into power, they blame it on the Democrats. 
there I mean, is I'm, a... I'm sort of shouting into the wind at this point, but it's just every once in a while like that comes across my feed, and I just get tired of hearing it. There's a, a video, or not a video, but a movie, which I'm sure you've probably heard of before, called Repo Man. Have you seen it? I have seen Repo Man. Do you remember Harry Dean Stanton driving around looking at the, the homeless people going, if only there was a way we could figure out how much they owe? <laughs> I do not remember that specific part. Oh, there's a there's a, a part like that, and it reminds me of that. Oh, my goodness. Ben, this laptop that I have? Yeah? Uh, the screen is a touchscreen. Cool. Be careful. Uh, how? Be careful how? Don't, don't, don't shut your meeting off accidentally because you touched the touchscreen. Oh, screen. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I just I just happened to accidentally touch the screen and the and the cursor moved and it it's like magic, Ben. Like I'd be <laughs> I'd be looking to see if I if I need to wake up at this point. I don't, but that's what I'd be looking for. So Stephen is watching. He says uh, he's watching despite our best efforts and your hurtful comments. I don't know what that's referring to. Um. Uh, but he says he's actually still in a silly day job meeting. But he's watching or listening to the show. So thank you for watching, Stephen. Wait, did he say Paul's hurtful comments or just your hurtful comments? Paul's wow. hurtful comments. Did I say something bad? Did you about say something? Did you irritate our one? <laughs> I can't Listener? think of anything that I said <coughs> bad. Is it is it something that happened during D and D that he was mad about? I think it's just a general weird or or just me being mean about anybody. the audience uh, in general. Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's just more of like we don't we don't care about who listens to the show in the moment. We only care about people who listen to the show thirty years from now when this show. Oh gets yeah, on that, that is after the uh, uh, post apocalyptic war. Because I've said it before, I'm just going to say it again. Uh, Stephen McCandless is a wonderful person, and I like him very much. Uh, I I do have somewhat of an antagonistic relationship with some members of my TikTok audience. The ones you ban for calling you. Well, this is the thing: is Jennifer said, like? "Well, why don't you?" Um, well, she didn't say. Okay, I I need to make this clear to myself. Uh, she never said to engage with them. In fact, what she said was, "Why do you care so much?" Yeah. And but then <laughs> she also said, Paul? "You don't know. You don't know where they're coming from, right?" And so what I started to do was I started to write to people. And whenever they would call me Ron Jeremy, I would say, Ron Jeremy is in jail, awaiting trial for 34 accounts of sexual assault. I do not like being compared to him. And often, people write back and go, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything by it. I just thought, which is great. But then I ran into a guy who was like, you're, you're, like, you're like too many other people on this app. Sensitive is Charmin. And if you... If you don't want to be called Ron Jeremy, don't do a mashup of low while looking like him, which I thought was interesting. Uh, And that's that's something that I've heard before. Like people made fun of my hair when I was in high school. And I said, I don't like it when you make fun of my hair. And they're like, well, then get a haircut, 
Like, that was the only option. Them being kind wasn't on the table, you know, or whatever. Uh, It's the onus is on you to keep them from insulting you. Exactly. And so, and so after I read that, I, of course, uh, banned him and blocked (laughs) blocked him. And Jennifer Point. Oh, yeah. That's true. Free for America. First Amendment. Um, but the thing is that Jennifer made a point that I hadn't been clocking. And what he said was, you're too sensitive like a lot of people on this app. Meaning that he's had he's people tell him before yeah. that they've hurt his feelings. And she said, what you did was you hurt his feelings. By telling him that he hurt your feelings. And I thought that was interesting. That this guy is living in a world where people are always mean to him. All he's doing is making jokes. All all he's doing is making jokes at at people's expense. Because of the way they look. Sometimes they can't control the way they look. Right, but but isn't it funny? The way people look is funny. Says the well, guy. it's you know, it's that it's that typical like childhood bully sort of. I'm making fun of you to feel better about myself. Kind yeah, of thing, right. Well, and and this is one of the things I talked about uh, with her. You and I, we were part of the sketch comedy world, but we weren't really sketch comedians. Correct. And so, and in sketch comedy, there's a thing where you don't you don't drop the joke. Right, you there. There's not a time when people are bantering back and forth where you can go. Actually, my dad uh, used to say things similar to that, and I had uh, not a great relationship with him. And when you say that, it makes me think about that. And now he's dead, and I can't talk to him anymore, and I feel sad. You know, you can't do that right in yeah. a comedy group. So instead, it's like, yeah, that's what your mom said last. You know, whatever. You're you're constantly making jokes, and constantly my my awaken and I I hate to bring it up but but and you know what I'm going to talk about there was a there's a point in time where you and I had a joke that we that we had in our Tacoma song. Uh, yep, and. We had, we had, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the joke. I'm just going to talk about the thing. Yeah. We, we talked about someone who uh, did not have any appendages. Their appendages were. Lower appendages. Lower appendages. Well. They had arms. This person. did not have. This this person. person. But the person in our, in our story. Right. Didn't have any appendages. Correct. But the, this person being in the audience and we saw them before the thing, we were like. We can't do that. That is not something that we can do. And and we didn't do it, but the fact that we didn't do it messed up we, all the rehearsal. Oh, yeah. It, it screwed us up. But, I mean, you don't... Uh, you didn't mention that we didn't see this person. We had to be told yeah. that this person was in the audience. We we, we probably would have gone on. I uh, forgot about that. Who Do you know sent- who told us? It was Gavin. We were actually rehearsing the song for Gavin Cummins, and when we get done, he's like, "You guys do realize that there is a audience member who has no legs tonight." 
and we and and we were like a, that was during intermission we were second to last so we had probably 20 minutes to uh to come up with a new lyric and think of the new lyric and yeah it screwed us up we actually had to stop and restart during our and performance michael hayes who was on the board at the time did some light things and some it and it made it work. It it did not work great, but it made it work better than it did. But but the thing is that from that point forward, I think it was sort of a sea change where we're like, oh wait, you know, we would we would consider things a little bit more. Yeah, but in that piece's defense, and I'm not defending it because it's terrible, but <laughs> it was sort of written to be provocative right and right? that's and that's we weren't the thing. trying to be like a shock comedian we weren't trying to be eminem but it was sort of like taking goody lawrence out of their sort of like shell and like seeing how dirty we could be right and that and and that was our, that was our mistake we should have stayed in our shell the entire time uh, <laughs> learned but, our but, lesson but that's but the thing is that right had we gone on had we done it and then found out afterwards Right, I'd still feel terrible about that. I would still feel terrible about, and if 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 that person would have come up to us after the show and said, "Hey, you said this thing," I just want you to know that that wasn't cool. I was offended. If we went, "Hey, that's the joke, baby." What right. What are you so upset <laughs> I'm about? I'm sorry you were offended. Right. That. So. Also, I mean, there, there. I, <laughs> Going back and thinking about that song, we weren't making fun of this person. We were saying that they were somebody who would be attractive to somebody who lived in Tacoma. It's <laughs> but but you see, Ben, at drawing the distinction between the being attractive to someone living in Tacoma and being attractive anywhere else other people. I yeah know, i know I yeah know, yeah I, know. I and and i know that you now were doing a bit as well yeah it's this is the other thing this is the thing about satire ben we've talked about it before satire is dead because there are people like the people that you're lampooning now you can't you can't go too far anymore there's no indicator that you Unless people know you personally, there's no indicator that you aren't just saying your actual thoughts. Right. These days. I mean, that's the that was sort of the, the thing with Andy Kaufman, right? He he was playing this character, but nobody ever really knew that he was. They were they like his, you know, wrestling all wrestle any woman. Yeah. You know, everybody just thought he was a misogynistic freak who just wanted to beat women up where he was actually, you know, I don't know, like proving a point maybe but his like thing, playing this character. His thing where he explained soap to the people of Tennessee. For example, I'm from yeah. Hollywood, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, just crazy. But yeah, then who was the real guy? Nobody knows. I was obsessed with Andy Kaufman when I was at, oh, I was talking to to somebody about about this actually because in college I was I I wanted to like find out everything I could about him and the world wide web had not been established yet. YouTube wasn't a thing. All that. So I actually Usenet was at the probably. library. What's that? 
You you, uh, there, you might have been able to get on some Usenet groups back in when were you in college? Yeah, 90... yeah. Telnet, Telnet was there. Telnet, Use, yeah. Usenet and all that. But I actually went to the library and uh, pulled up articles about him on microfiche and printed them out. I, was... I used a microfiche machine once when I was in college, and that was enough. I don't know how people find stuff on microfilm. Oh yeah, it's it's interesting stuff. The the other thing is, you know, professional wrestling. Also, uh, I was kind of obsessed with it because it was it was a, a, a real place where fantasy and reality merged. You know, you, the, the, the wrestlers being in character on news programs and things like that was a big deal. Right. Very interesting. Yeah. But the one thing that you may not know... <clears throat> I don't know, because I don't know uh, how much you got into wrestling when you went into it. Before wrestling became televised, back when it was uh, you know, just a circuit where people would, would show up and wrestle and stuff like that, who won would sometimes depend upon the, the demographics of the city that they were in. And the idea that one person was the, cha was the world wrestling champion and all that, the who had which belt and all that was not always set in stone as much as it is now. Like for yeah. for a while, the venue that you went to would have a title match no matter which people were wrestling. That sort of thing. I don't know the uh, I don't know the, the history of wrestling. The only reason I ever saw wrestling, like featuring Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Under the Giant, is because every like like once a month they would preempt Saturday Night Live for the WWF. Really? So I would just end up watching it. Oh yeah. Did they uh, not do that in your in in your market? No, in our market, uh, wrestling was in ch on Channel Eleven, and Saturday Night Live was on Channel Five. Ah. So it never, never happened. Uh, I actually, we, we've talked about this before, but I actually saw uh, almost live for a little bit in Illinois when I was. Yeah, they were. I was. I was actually on the show when they were local. Yeah, or when they were national. So, oh my gosh, Ben, maybe I saw you in that, and didn't even think about it. Maybe I uh, <laughs> remember. Um, so, yeah, I had my internship there when the show was national, and that meant that uh, every once in a while they'd ha they would they would um, rewrite a sketch specifically for the national broadcast because, you know, not everybody knows who Ballard were Ballard yeah. is. But I was, um, it was like the first, the first, uh, the first Saturday where I was going to be on the show, and I'm probably freaking out i'm probably just sitting in the corner in the office like you know probably not going over my lines because there are cue cards um but i i think i looked nervous the director comes up and he's like how you doing i'm like i'm all right he's like well just remember that three million people are watching tonight <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like oh thanks you ben you just you just did the middle finger on the camera yeah. Oh, hey, I feel I feel kind of. Did Stephen explain what it was that uh, that had offended him? No, he's he's on a he's he's on a work call. Oh, right gotcha. Now, so he's probably not. 
probably not uh, listening. We did have, I think this, uh, I think this person left, but we did have another viewer who commented. I was getting a little worried uh, because <laughs> their their username has knives, knife emojis in it, and they just commented podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, All yeah, right. well, right, you are. Is. It is that. That's what's happening. Um. So there is a thing happening in Oklahoma. I, I, there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, Forrest Valkai, and Forrest Valkai is a a science teacher. Talks about science a lot. Can I guess what you're about to say? What's that? The thing happening in Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and guess. Is it uh, is it where they are going to? They're submitting legislation that will fire teachers if they teach biology that goes against c- Christian uh, thinking. You're so close, Ben. So close. It's worse. It's, Oklahoma. it's worse than that. They're gonna jail the teachers if you, as a teacher. Teach something that offends a student's religious sensibilities. Right. The parents of that student can sue you up to (laughs) $10,000. And you, as the teacher, have to pay that out of your own pocket. And you cannot crowdfund to pay that fine. And they wonder why the South is so far down the rankings in education in America. Well, it's because the education rankings are uh, biased, Ben. That's uh, biased no, but towards uh, t- <laughs> intelligent critical here, thinking. Here's the thing that's yeah, it's it's relying on critical thinking and logic and things like that, Ben. Um the amazing thing about that is that if they have it worded correctly, which I think they probably, or incorrectly, depending on how you look at it, the Church of Satan will, oh, not the Church of Satan, I'm sorry, the Satanic Temple. Let's draw a distinction. Church of Satan, not great. Uh, Satanic Temple, pretty awesome. Satanic Temple is the one who uh, puts the statue of Baphomet next to the Ten Commandments and stuff like that. And what statue does the Church of Satan erect? Church of Satan is is just um, problematic. Uh, egotistical dudes sometimes. That whole thing. Okay. Um, I am unfamiliar and, with either of them. Well, Church of Satan is the, is the is the one that came first, I believe. But the Satanic Temple is the cool one. I mean, I've heard of them, obviously, and I do know of some stories where um, they're not actually, like, they have reasonable values. They're not, you know, doing, uh, you know, virgin sacrifices. Yeah, that's the same for for both groups, I think. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So the the Satanic Temple. Um, in regards to this Oklahoma law, so would would probably do something. I don't know what they what they plan to do yet, but um, 
I will I will mention that uh, the Satanic Temple, when Texas had the abortion uh, shenanigan law that they were doing, where uh, people could could like the yes. actual citizens could sue the abortion providers you could or whatever. Sue an Uber driver for taking somebody to an abortion clinic. Right. Exactly. Um, they did a thing where they uh, they made the morning after pill a sacrament of their church, <laughs> so nice. that you could you could take it and <clears throat> and be protected under your religious uh, things. I, I have another question, Ben. Yes, Paul. Uh, this is not Paul going to guess the news. This is Paul going to ask Ben about the news because Paul doesn't know. Uh oh. There's a thing about. Biden having a Supreme Court nominee? Yes. Who is no longer going to be on the Supreme Court? Justice Stephen Breyer, who is one of the liberal voices, has announced he is retiring. Ah. So Biden, is, so the 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 courts, the the court won't change in its in its ideology. It'll still stay a six to three conservative majority. However, I have heard that based on what happened with Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a lot of people pressured, not a lot of people, well, maybe, I have heard that Justice Breyer was pressured into retiring while Biden still had a majority uh, in Congress. Yeah. So we wouldn't go through the whole, like... Because there's 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 worry that the Republicans are going to take over the uh, uh, Congress again in 2020 uh, this year. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, and there there's just going to be more obstructionism if Biden tries to appoint a uh, a judge to the Supreme Court. Should something happen? There is a suggestion I know that um, the the thing that has been said about the January 6th folks. Yeah. About how they're all set to be pardoned if uh, the former president gets reelected. Right. Uh, that, that Which might doesn't be... make sense because those were all just Antifa, you know, agents, right? Well, 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 Ben, of course, what we're talking about is that... and. Please, I want to. I want to just just let people know uh, we are being sarcastic. If you didn't <laughs> know, but but Ben, those so people were those are sarcastic barks. Those people were set up, you see, by the. This is what what people will say that they were set up by the. By the feds, you know the Antifas were the actors. The Antifas. Hey, how are they? The how Antifas. are you? It. But the Antifa folks were the actors on it, and then good, hard-working Americans who were just just there to look at the Capitol, Ben, pretty right. much. It was just like a standard tour group. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the... I, when I, last time I toured the Capitol, I was able to uh, take away one of the lecterns. Oh, my gosh. Just, uh, Ben, it's it, it hurts my brain. <laughs> we're old now. You realize we're old. We're older than a lot of the people that went there and did all that stuff. Yeah. There are some... 
we had a large uh, portion of the Seattle Police Department attend the uh, January sixth insurrection. As I don't know, I don't know if it's larger than any other municipality, but um, yeah, those as those participants. Cops, as participants, I don't know if they actually um, breached the Capitol, but well, I think though. just the fact that they were there is incriminating. Yeah. Oh man, Jay Johnston. Ah. <laughs> I get. Yeah, I guess that that question has been answered, huh? Yeah. Ugh. We we have speculated on this podcast whether or not Jay Johnston was the guy, and apparently he was the guy. The I last time I looked at Snopes, which was before this latest news came out about being fired from Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah. Snopes still said it was undetermined. Undetermined. That's right. But th- he was fired from at least one job. Anecdotal evidence says all the people that he, all the people who know him, say that that was him. Yeah. Apparently, he's you know he was a a, a supporter of our previous president, and so. I feel bad. I mean, it's oh. one of those things where it's like, how can you, like, separating the art from the artist, right? Yeah. I can't, like, not think about that anymore when I watch him on shows like Mr. Show or Arrested Development. I mean, he's just... Or uh, Bob's Burgers. Just good in Everest and uh, physical comedy. <laughs> so, okay, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> physical I, comedians can be Republicans, too, you know. Um, I didn't think they could be funny. I thought that was a... Oh, look who it is. <laughs> It's Edward coming inside. Apparently, he wanted to be inside in the first place. Here he is. Oh, look. Was he? You out heard of the room? him uh, before. He was outside and the door was locked or shut. Ah. Hey, there he is, buddy. Okay, so um, do you know about the National Butterfly Sanctuary? I do not know about the National Butterfly Sanctuary. But this I am might watching be... Peacemaker, and the villains are called butterflies. So. I don't think this has anything to do with that. So here's the interesting thing. Um, I, this might be a scoop. I don't know. I don't know how reliable it is, but there's a national butterfly. I think it's butterfly sanctuary. National butterfly sanctuary um, that is having to shut its doors or shut down or or something to that effect because of credible threats against their staff. Because it is the new Pizzagate thing. Oh my god, really? People believe that the Butterfly Sanctuary is a front for child trafficking. Now here's here's one thing that's interesting. Uh, If you go to the Butterfly Sanctuary's uh, thing, and they say child trafficking, they bring illegal children over across the border uh, by these rafts. Bearing butterflies. So... And like butterfly is code or something. Here's the thing: um, they, the National Butterfly Sanctuary, is in the path of where the border wall is supposed to be put, and that's why they've been fighting against the border wall so much. Um, and so Joe this Biden, is, uh, this yeah, is something okay, I learned. I see what's happening? Yeah. Joe Biden actually is continuing the border wall construction, according to their website. When I say their website, I mean the Butterfly Sanctuary website. Like, it hasn't there are, yeah, halted. There are a lot of things we thought would come to a screeching halt 
when uh, Biden took office. That haven't happened. Hasn't happened. Yet. I'm sorry, Ben. Did you say we? You know me. I knew this was going to happen the whole time. Vermin Supreme. If he had won the... I'm glad that... Here's the thing. I've told you this before, Ben. I am not a libertarian. The mask stuff and the the fact that nobody was doing it showed me that we would not... We as a as a community where I live, would not be able to handle everybody look out for themselves. I mean, everybody look out for everybody else. You know, we're a community. We'll take care of each other. We don't need any laws, things like that. Not true. Not true. Absolutely not true. We do not take care of ourselves. We do what we want, and everybody else can go kick rocks, apparently. And again, it yeah. shows up in the hoarding of uh, of COVID kits. When COVID kits were in the stores, people just bought them all out. They bought it. They had to limit them to four per person. Right. And people would buy them, and they they had to see- change it to four per household instead of four per person because families were coming in and buying four each. Yeah. The- I don't see why I don't I, I don't understand why this is a surprise. You look at any Walmart on a Black Friday and you understand that communities don't care about each other. They just care about themselves. People yeah. don't care about the communities. They just care about themselves. People keep on trying to get us to join the Nextdoor app for our neighborhood and <clears throat> we won't do it. Does that mean that we don't No, I mean we like our we like our neighbors. Our neighbors suggested or wanted to know if we he wanted he wanted to know if we wanted him to salt our driveway, but our driveway is gravel, so. Uh, <laughs> Do no. you guys have snow? I'm assuming you're. you're oh, at Ben, least we have so much there. snow. Really? Oh, I I brought up snow, and I didn't even imagine that, Ben. I didn't even talk about. Yeah, we have like um, I don't know what the full total is, but we were expected to get eight to ten inches, and there wow. are winds, so it's causing drifting, that kind of thing. Yeah. Cool. Pretty crazy. So y'all are snow are uh, homebound right now? Yep. I guess snowbound is a pro- snowbound. proper term. Do you remember that yeah. song Snowbound, Ben? I do not remember the song. By, uh David Fagan, I believe is his last name, uh from the band Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Solo album Snowbound. Uh the reason I wanted to know if you knew about it is because the video was directed by none other than a young French upstart at the time, Michel Gondry. Ah, yes, I know that name. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Probably making some weird art. I, I don't want to look it up. What if he's uh, totally for... Fa- I like fascism <laughs> now, says Michel Gondry. Uh, who's to say? Who's to say? I still remember when I was a kid, Ben. This was in sixth grade. We were learning about all sorts of different uh, methodologies of government and stuff. And little sixth grader Paul was like, I think isolationism makes a lot of sense. What do we care about other countries for? Let's close all of our borders. That kind of thing. That seems to work. Ugh. 
And I was like, we're all the way over here. No one cares, you know, that kind of thing. Who uh, cares what goes on in Europe? There's a whole ocean in between us. Yeah. Steven says he's listening now, so we need to make with the funny. Uh-oh. Um, hey, butts are crazy. You ever seen one of them things, Ben? <laughs> I saw on... Uh, I saw a Reddit post today where where somebody had gone on, gone in for a colon, colonoscopy, and the uh, one of the one of the doctors found a rolled up note in his butt cheeks, and when he unrolled it, it said, "Hello, we've been trying to reach you about your car's extended <laughs> warranty." <laughs> I mean, who knows if that's true? But it was a funny bit. It is. It is funny, and I know a couple of people who might do something like that. Hey, did I ever tell you that? Okay, speaking of finding a note where you didn't expect to, um, I don't think that we were doing the podcast at this time. This is back when I was still working in Seattle, and I don't know if I ever told you told you this. I was in a school pulling cable for uh, low volt electrical stuff, and one of the things that you do there, Ben, I don't know if you know this, but you go up above the ceiling tiles. Yes. Right. You go in there. One of the cool things is that when you're above the ceiling tiles. If you're nervous about being on a ladder, scared of heights or anything, go above the ceiling tiles. All of a sudden, your sense of danger goes away because the floor is the floor stable. Floor levels like right yeah, here. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm so I'm looking looking up there, and there are all these letters. I had stumbled upon a time capsule that a a a bunch of students had put in, and I took it to the school and asked them, you know, hey, and they were not impressed by it. They did not seem at all interested. <laughs> they considered it vandalism? Yeah, I don't know. I, I suppose so. But the, the thing that I that I remembered about this is that on Tuesday, people were supposed to put a time capsule together so that they could open it 11 years later because it was 2-2 two, 2-2 two, two, two. Two, two. And then they were supposed to open it on three 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 three, and see what had changed and all that. Wow! Which I think is is pretty interesting, but uh, funny. Let's see. Um, uh, 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 uh. So, <laughs> so anyway, talking about butts again. Uh, you, you know, uh, sheep. Funny. Sheep have those butts. You can take a look at them, and they're. That might be part of the reason why they're so popular among farmers in jokes, because you can actually you can uh, spank the back of them and they'll jiggle and things like that. This is something they that I joke learned. Stealers by watching. Well, the I did not. Didn't I hear that uh, one of the reasons why the uh, uh, sheep are so popular with farmers in that regard is because they're. Uh, lady parts are the closest to humans of any farm animal? Well, Ben, I had never heard that before. But it would make sense. And here's what I mean by it would make sense. There are some jokes that make sense the more you, like, be, if you actually understand things. So if we were farmers, we would know. And then we would know whether or not that joke was true. Right. Uh, this isn't a joke. This is a, a ph philosophical thing. But uh, Plato, Ben, believed that the mind was like a wax tablet. And because I didn't have any experience with wax tablets when I heard that, I didn't really think about what it meant. But I was writing my password. And I was thinking, because I had changed it, I was like, oh, 
when I write my password, it's hard for me to remember it. But after I've written it a couple times, eventually, you know, I know it like the back of my hand. And I realized that that repetition, if you think about a wax tablet, writing the same word over and over again on a wax tablet, eventually it will make a deeper impression and be more clear. I think that's why he was saying it. Not not just because of the way things were, but because of a principle of how the mind works. Also, from what I understand, elephants have boobs, Ben. It's a true story. Sexy. Yeah, well... Sexy, sexy elephant. And if you compliment them or say anything about their boobs, they will never forget it. Yeah, that's true. Always bringing it up. All right, so you cross an elephant with a sheep, and you're off to the races. (laughs) And that's how God created man. Exactly, that's right. Uh... I want a I want a man with boobs and 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 the, the downstairs parts of a sheep. I think you're describing a woman, sir. A what now? Nope. I said an elephant and a sheep. <laughs> so, uh, I I do like Alan Moore. You you uh, did something with Alan Moore in the panel jumper just a little while ago, I believe. Yeah, we talked about uh, Alan Moore and his uh, uh, title, Big Numbers. Alan Moore has one of the the, I think one of the best interpretations of the Adam's rib in Genesis, that it, it's a description that has been passed down through the ages of uh, mitosis. That that Adam, the Eve springing from Adam's side is uh, describing cellular division. Right. And so it's a metaphor for asexual reproduction becoming sexual reproduction and that's what genesis is haha it's very exciting someone said that i looked kind of like gene shallot i i can see it um (laughs) i haven't thought of gene shallot in a while you need some like black rim glasses to pull that off we've talked about this for a little bit ben but i'm gonna say it again um as you know i was not raised jewish but I have a a Jewish enough appearance that anti-Semites will latch on to it. Yes. We've discovered this. So does that make me Jewish? And I would say this would be an interesting thing for rabbis to argue about. And I'll go one further. I think they probably have. And so if I was really interested, I could do research and find out. And so I'm thinking about doing it. Well, you can become Jewish. You can convert. Oh, no, but I'm not talking about converting. You're talking about, will you be... Are you Jewish because you look? No, 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 no. Am I Jewish because anti-semites consider me jewish if i uh, if i suffer well sort of a uh jewish by proxy i suppose yeah, i don't think anybody would question. consider you jewish but you're you know you're you're absorbing some hardship that might be uh, uh given to somebody else i'm thinking the answer is no that's my guess i'm thinking the answer is no too but again, I, I do I would here's the thing. I, I'm thinking the answer is no, I would still like to read the conversation. 
because this I think it's out there. This is something you brought up with uh, with the rabbis you spoke with when you were pursuing this. A few no, years ago? no, I didn't really bring that up. Um, the the rabbis I was spike, uh, talking to, uh, I only really I only really talked to one rabbi. I was talking to a rabbi. I was talking to a cantor, who uh, you know a cantor does have ideas and will talk to you about things, but it's not the same thing. So. Um, it would be interesting. Yes, I could. I could obviously talk to more as well. I was really interested in it, and then it became too much of a hassle. <laughs> and I, well, I feel, yeah. And and, and uh, by that, uh, also, what I mean is, of course, you know, on the Sabbath, not driving, but Jennifer and Betty not being interested in doing that. And this is actually something that the rabbi brought up, like when I was first looking at. It. It's like you know. Here's the thing. It's there's a lot of it is about family. If your family's not into it, um, maybe don't because it's yeah. it's actually more important to have a good relationship with them than to do any of this this religious study, which I thought was nice. Um, and the other thing that I I feel like is true is that. There is a difference between following a specific religious thing and being a person. And I could be wrong. It's going to be different depending on who you're, who you're talking to and all that. But when people go looking for gurus, tell me what to do, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They're seeking something. If you're no longer seeking something, if you're just a person doing stuff, going to going to a rabbi and being interested in Judaism and like I want to convert to Judaism or whatever, that's one thing, right? How do I do this? How do I do this? If if I'm just me, if I'm just Paul and I'm interested in stuff and want to talk to a rabbi about something, but I'm not asking this is the important part, not asking them to do their job but just having a conversation, I think it would be much easier for them. Not asking them to do their job. Right, not is... coming to them and saying, hey, as a Jewish scholar, I would like you to tell me what I need to do in order to become Jewish, right? Right. But instead say, hey, I'm I'm Paul, I have some Jewish heritage, and I'm wondering, you know, there there's, you know, I experience anti-Semitism, I didn't know that I was experiencing it at first, and then as I got to know what was happening, it, it made a little bit more sense. Do you have any advice? Like, what should I, you know, what should I think about it? What should I do? You know, that might be a more interesting conversation than just I'm I'm experiencing anti-Semitism. Am I Jewish now? That is not the question that you want to ask, right? This is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I think, yeah. Asking them to make a judgment about what should I be considered, that's a that's a job thing. Just saying, hey, this stuff is happening to me. I'm interested in your thoughts on it and maybe what I could do because this might... <clears throat> Might be something that affects both of us, you know. Well, I it's mean, a different what, it's a different conversation. 
What would you be able to do, though? I mean, what what can you imagine them telling you? Just to, like, you know, just be sure to reply and say, I'm not Jewish, go bother somebody else? Or <laughs> No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be... That would be the number one thing not to do, I don't think. Not going to say that. So, yeah. I mean... Don't um, engage. That's just a general rule right, right. Is it, of, that I've that you that we've learned in terms of trolls on the internet. Yeah. Like yeah, have you well, experienced anti-Semitism in person? Yeah. Or just online? Yeah, no, no, in person, a couple times. Uh not great. You, for me anyway. Whenever it happens, I don't know what to say. It because it seems so, yeah, unrealistic. It it's like I've been called, I've been called, uh, you know. People have said homophobic things to me before, and when they do, I'm, I usually have no reaction. I have no. <clears throat> no retort. I'm right. just stunned, and then I leave. <laughs> that's that's really uh, what I would do in that well, situation yeah. too. I mean, that's what you should do. But there's a there's a thing about you know it's Black History Month as we know. Uh, there is a thing that one of the TikTok creators that I follow says, which is that only white people can heal white people. And what he means is. He says, you know, I am black. It's not that people won't necessarily listen to me. It's that, you know, I I do not have the white experience. I don't know what it is like to be a white person. If you come to me and you say, um, I hate all these other white people. They're so racist. You're not doing anything for me at all. Right. You have to go back to those white people. Yes. And heal them. And he and he has this um, he has a book and things like that, and and he wants to build healing centers and stuff because he knows how to tell white people how to do the thing. He just can't do the thing. I think that that's the issue that a lot of a lot of marginalized people have with white people is that there's there's a lot of performative allyship, yeah, but not a lot of uh, concrete action and and so that's that's my question is if that would be that would be my question if i experience this anti-semitism thing is there something that i should be doing as this weird <laughs> i i was going to use uh i was going to use an allusion to the the film blade but that that's not right as as a as a person who who would have been Jewish if raised in a Jewish household but come but I come from a situation where neither of my parents families acknowledge any Jewish ancestry and then I was also raised by adoptive parents so I am I am seen as Jewish by anti-Semites, but have been brought up as a white guy with no Jewish, right? you know, culture. 
is there something I should be doing different? And, you know, again, this is one of those things of you, you can't ask a rabbi that because he will say, what do you, what do you want me to say? What are you talking about? It's, it's an insane thing. I, what, what we're getting at here, Ben, is I am crazy. I have problems. <laughs> I uh, also, uh, uh, Stephen just commented, this is a super long joke setup, so I just want to say something <laughs> for Stephen. The aristocrats. Yeah, that's right. Uh, do we tell jokes, Ben? Did we tell jokes? We must have had I, some kind of sketch where we... I think all of our jokes we... never really kind of fell flat. I don't remember I don't remember ever saying a joke during a performance and it being like a funny joke. Yeah. My my joke, the joke that I I believe that I've have made up, I'm sure I've said it before on this podcast before. Other people have now done it, I'm sure, but it this is decades old. Uh the the ninja walks into a bar Bartender says, you can't bring those throwing stars in here. And the ninja says, shuriken. (laughs) It's my favorite joke. I believe I wrote it. And there you are, Stephen. Uh, Joke time has occurred. Oh, Ben. Ben, were you with me? I believe you were with me when the guy... uh, I think we were at University Village. And there was a guy who said that if we gave him a dollar, he'd tell us a $1 joke. We gave him $5, he'd give us a $5 joke. And I don't remember that specific instance. I don't remember that specific instance, but I have encountered that style of uh, panhandling before. And I gave him $2. And he said, there are these two Irishmen trying to go and walk off to their motorcycles and they saw a dog licking itself and the one Irishman said I'd like to try that and the other Irishman said you gotta pet him first yep. and I said what would have happened if I had given you five dollars Oh, what would a one dollar joke be and he said oh it would have just been these two guys were walking out of a bar uh, since you gave me two dollars, they were Irishmen walking to their motorcycles. It's like, what was a f- what would a five dollar joke be? He's like, well, they would have had names. I would have told you what breed the dog was, and I found it fascinating. I I, I like story. it a lot. If ever I had to start panhandling, I would do the exact same thing. Yeah. Um. But. Did I, did I tell you uh, that I did panhandle? I just didn't think of it as panhandling until eventually I realized that I had panhandled. You accidentally panhandled. Right. You accidentally, you know, uh, asked... Uh, uh, you accidentally asked for money. I need to change screen. for a phone machine. For a phone... For a phone machine, Ben. A for phone a machine. <laughs> To, to use a That's payphone. That's what we called him back in the day. I needed money to use a payphone. So I asked a guy if I I had I had like a quarter, but it was like 35 cents or something <laughs> like that. 
So I asked for a nickel and a guy gave me a dollar. Which was not useful for me. Nope. Not but I realized I realized why did, and he was gone by that time. And I I realized what he had done is he thought that I was asking for money. And so you he were. was doing me a favor. <laughs> But I was asking for a specific type of money, and I imagined... Also, you should have been asking for a dime, not a nickel. Well, I think I already had a nickel. That was the thing. Is I, It was 35 uh... cents. I had a quarter and a nickel. Um, I feel as though I did not say anything. I was like, well, okay, and I kept it. But imagine if I would have said, no, I need a nickel. He would have had a story about how there's this homeless guy. Because I... <laughs> You remember the the security at your building once got called on me because I was waiting for you to to hang out and they walked they walked over to me and they were like you, this is a private area and I was like I know I work here and they're like you work here I'm like well no I work at Amazon ah uh, do yes. you remember that oh, so that was during that I don't remember that but it was during that it, era. Back back when I was using socks with holes in them for my uh, gloves, and I wonder why the security guards in the building. Hey, listen, you were I'm not saying character. they were wrong. I'm just saying that they. I I, I am this saying guy's they were wrong. Socks on his hands. But I well, go, careful. What? Who knows? Because this is the thing: is I realized that you could make gloves out of socks. You just cut <laughs> four spaces in the in the end part. Yeah, exactly. These aren't socks, but it's sort of a bit of an illustration of what you're, you know, just imagine these were mittens. Yep, exactly. That's that's right. Um, and you put the thing in the hole, I mean, you put a hole where the thumb would be, it works great. I might make some, just so that I can feel something. Anyway, um, that's that's been uh, the podcast. I think we still have a little bit more to go. Three yeah, minutes. we got about two and a half minutes. Um, I wanted. I, I haven't seen this, but I'm I'm thinking about watching a series on HBO Max. So season two is just coming out, which means that season one was probably pretty good. Called Raised by Wolves. Have you heard of Raised by Wolves? Yes, it is a Ridley Scott junction, and I heard that it. Uh, well, I the people I know who've watched it uh, do not cannot say nice things about it. Oh no, that's not. They yeah. cannot I, say nice things. They cannot say nice things about it. I think it's, I don't know. It has something, it has something to do with with Ridley Scott's name being attached. I think where they oh. were expecting a lot more from oh. it. And uh, yeah, I I've not seen it, but the people I know who've watched it are they basically they hate watched it. They finished huh. watching it, but they hated the show. Are they which, people that I know? Why do you even do that? Yeah, Cole Hornaday was the is the person oh, I'm talking about. Hmm. Cole and I usually yeah. have, have very similar tastes, so I wonder how I'll feel about it. Maybe we'll talk to Jennifer about it. Hey Jennifer, what's up? You gave me a tip. So it's an even two thousand. Oh my goodness. Jennifer, uh can you come here and talk about it? We've got about two minutes left. Is this something yes, she yes. wants to mention? Jennifer on... is a Jennifer is a uh audiobook producer as we know i'm an yes. audiobook producer hello and i just um finished up the first book that i like sold like actually got paid <clears throat> not in um royalties but in actual money money 
South American Cougars. D A R O S. South African Cougars. By Dave Dobson. No, he's not South African. That's another person. Okay. And no, I, I, okay. <laughs> sorry. Start over. I apologize. Anyway, and um, I, so the per finish shower rate was one twenty five, but he gave me a tip, so I got two thousand dollars. Anyway, it'll be coming out in the next few weeks. Daros. D A R O S. It is a space epic, and it's fantastic. And I hope you will all get it. And if you want to get it for free, all you have to do is contact me and I will give you a code to get it once it's out. Is this on Amazon? Is it on Audible? How do we... How do we it's, on, it's on Audible. It's on anywhere Audible that you get... Audible and Amazon. Audible and Amazon. Uh, knocked the mic over. Uh, Audible and Amazon. So, Excellent. yeah. Well, congratulations for the nice little payday. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's actually it's actually a thing that's happening. So I Ben, I have not listened to a full book that Jennifer has read, but I have heard snippets, uh, and it sounds really great. She's really good, obviously. Um, she's Jennifer <laughs> you Pratt. And, supposed to say that. Well, I have to say it because it's true. <laughs> she's already um, good save. I I I need to be clear. I am absolutely serious. She is one of the best actors I know. And so, obviously, the audiobook stuff is... Uh, she she has made books that I have no interest in listening to interesting. Which is uh, a very hard thing to do. And on that note, Ben... And with that... I hope that you will keep it wrong between now and the next time we have a podcast. Indeed, which should be next Thursday. Keep it wrong, Paul. Talk to you later. Keep it wrong, Ben. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. What's happening? How is this working? Uh, I got to turn it off.